The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. (laughs) You are listening to the Burroughs of Berea. Well, welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Electric Rickening Carter (laughs) behind the glass, Rocket Man Andy Bishop. And to my right, Sarita the Edge Edgerton. Hola. We do not have. Billy. Billy had to work. We do not have Cherry. Cherry had to stay home because she had back surgery. We don't have Tiziana because she has COVID. And we don't have Ralph because he has COVID. So we are really banging on all cylinders here. Yeah, absolutely. Skeleton crew. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I had talked about in the past that I was going to be reaching out. Um, uh, We have a special guest here. Yeah, from The Chosen, uh, actor Steve Shermet. Did I say that right, Steve? I am so impressed. Nobody ever gets it right. Thank you. Did I say it right? did good wow. that's so nice thanks for being on the show steve um and and i i did see you were you the pharisee in this in season three that was reading when the cistern was broke yeah that was me that's you wasn't it i thought that was you <laughs> no i i'm and i'm sorry i am in i think i said i've only watched three i've actually watched five so i have seen you you've seen him yeah very good <laughs> so Steve, what we normally do, we like to ask our guests if they can tell us the earliest memory that they have of when they heard the name Jesus. Could you even recall that? In the household I grew up in, the only time I would have heard that name was when someone was swearing. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. We just talked about that. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But I don't remember the earliest time I heard it that way. Yeah. Earliest time I probably heard it in a positive way, high school. In high school, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then whenever, uh, did do you have, um, you know, a salvation experience uh, at some point in your life that you would be willing to share with us? Yeah, it was um, right after high school. Uh, I don't know if I started reading the scriptures during high school or right, right at the end of high school, but it was just one of those things where in my heart I was dissatisfied with life Mm -hmm. and I don't mean dissatisfied in uh, just the intellectual sense. I mean, my heart was heavy and I was, my life wasn't pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, is, is this it? I'm just starting. And is this all I have to look forward to? Is there, is there something bigger, better? And that immediately led in my mind to, is there a God? Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a purpose to life always leads to, is there a God? Um, I was raised going to the synagogue on and off, mm-hmm. um, but nobody in my fa- immediate family practiced God as if he were real in their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I didn't know if there was a God. I, I had a, I was kind of agnostic, I guess, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. So I might as well look. Sure. And uh, that started me reading the Jewish scriptures, the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And um, the scriptures are very convicting. God's standard of holiness is found in the Torah, in the Old Testament. It's very high. Mm -hmm. 
And um, he, in fact, he says, be holy, even as I am holy. Right. And then he lays out all these commandments and rules and regulations. And if that's the standard, if there's a God and that's his standard, I'm in trouble. Because yeah. I don't meet up to any of those. Well, I can't say I don't meet up to any of them, but, you know, I was definitely not on the uh, winning curve of that. <laughs> yeah, no, not to his level anyway on any of them, right? Yeah, not right, to his exactly. level. Sure, I see yeah. that. I get that. I learned later that, you know, his level is 100% perfection. It's a, it's a pass-fail test. It's not graded on the curve. Right. But um, so as I'm reading through the scriptures, wondering if there is a God, I'm starting to believe there might be. The scriptures were just, I don't know, they came across as true to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't convinced. I came across a passage of scripture where God basically challenges people, you know. Yeah. And I, and I said, well, hey, if you're there, show yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Mm-hmm. He did not. Mm. But I thought in my mind, well, I'm going to keep reading this book. At least I'm going to get through it. Sure. And sure. then at least if there's a God at the very end, I can say, hey, I looked. You didn't reveal. That's on you. I tried. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You're right. So, it wasn't too long after that that I started meeting people telling me about Jesus left and right, that he's the Jewish Messiah. And I did not believe that. But it made conversation and I started reading the scriptures again from the beginning to see if what they were saying lined up. Mm-hmm. And though I didn't find anything in the Old Testament initially about Jesus that I saw, I saw a lot of things that they were saying did line up. And so I just asked God, hey, if this is real, let me know. So long story short, I became convinced based on Jewish prophecy that a friend showed me that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem of a virgin before the temple was destroyed. He'd be rejected by the people, die for their sins and rise from the dead. All of that in the Jewish Bible. Yeah. So I knew that was the story of Jesus. Hmm. And if I believed in him, my sins would be forgiven and I'd be made a new person. And so I did believe in him and I turned my life over to him. And uh, sure enough, I felt a great burden relief relief off of my chest. And I just became a passionate follower of Jesus from that point on. I think it's amazing that you went through the Old Testament first. Yeah, that is interesting because, for a modern yeah, Westerner. Yeah, for a modern, yeah, because most of the time, you know, of course, that was from your heritage, right, your family. And so... Exactly, yeah. I wasn't interested in the New Testament. Sure. So for us, like we were introduced, you know, immediately, read read Matthew or read John or read Mark, you know, that's how we start. And we don't really know what is being referenced in the Old Testament. You know, we just... Um, but we believe what people tell us, and then it's shaped. You read the Old Testament and saw it for yourself when you read the New. That's a pretty amazing uh, testimony. Where that's are you the way from? You laid it out, though, right? Yep, that's right. Where are you from, yeah. Steve? Originally? Originally, Connecticut. Okay. Oh, Connecticut. Well, we grew up in the Bible Belt South, yeah. <laughs> so we grew up with the Bible in our hands all the time, and so and lots of Dollar Generals. I didn't really under. <laughs> I thought the Old Testament growing up was Genesis. Psalms and Proverbs, sometimes Isaiah, and then the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, it's a that was our approach. We like to um, 
we we get on here and we take books and we study the books of the Bible together. And being from different walks of life, it actually opens up a very unique way. You know, it does. It's you hear questions um, like Andy, for example, would ask a question. And you're like, huh? Or I say, hey, this letter was written to this person in this time. It wasn't written to you. It was written for them. What does that mean? And Andy's like, yeah, duh. Of course, that's the way it is. You know. But for us, we a lot of times pick up the Bible and think it's speaking directly to me right now. And you know, so it's been. It's been very eye-opening doing this. So I'm, I'm really yeah, curious. I'm sorry? I like to tell people the whole Bible was written for us, but it wasn't all written to us. That's right. That's exactly right. Whenever, um, so, so tell me, how did you get into acting? Well, it started when I was in middle school. I saw a presentation of a musical for an assembly from the local high school, and I was entranced. I loved it. Um, and so I just decided when I get into high school, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So when I got into high school, I joined the drama club and I was doing musicals and plays and quickly moved to community theater and semi-professional theater. And I did that for, for several years. Mm -hmm. And then I stepped away from it and came back to television and screen for the first time about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how long was that gap? Oh my gosh, let's see. You got a calculator on you? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Let's see. Let me let me I grab my phone here and do some math cuz my fi- I don't have that many fingers. <laughs> let's see. What what year was it? 7 years ago. 1996. <laughs> 2016. 2016. Uh approximately 32 years. Wow. You took a 32 year hiatus. Yeah. And came back. That's amazing. What brought you back? You know, I was uh, looking for a hobby and looking for fun things to do. And I was trying this, that, and the next thing. And I saw this meetup that was happening. It was, um, I was on sabbatical. It was my birthday. And I saw this meetup up in Phoenix, coincidentally, I just happened to see it, that they're doing an on-screen acting class. And the guy doing it, somebody I've seen in the movies before, so I knew it was legit. And so I said, you know, I wonder if I still like acting. And I wonder if I'm still good at it. So what the heck? I got nothing better to do today. I'm going to drive up to Phoenix. I was in Tucson at the time. I'm going to drive up to Phoenix and check it out. Wow. Dudes, I loved it. It was like all the good feels and memories came back. This is what I should have been doing all these years. I shouldn't have stepped away from it. It felt so good. I'm coming back. (laughs) That's awesome. And you came back in a big way. Yeah. That's really cool. So tell us some of the projects. I definitely want to get to The Chosen um, because it's such an important show for me and Rick uh, Carter here, especially. But um, what? what's that? That's one of his pictures. Well, speak. Speak, man. Yeah. Well, you were, <laughs> I was leading on. I was going to show you oh, one yeah. of the things that he has done that's on your IBDM. That you, IMDb. Looks like IMDb. You, IMDb. Looks like you played a cowboy. Yeah, The Righteous 12. In fact, that should be hitting streaming this month. Oh, wow. What's it on? Yeah, The right, the Righteous 12. I don't know what platform yet. Okay. It's not been released. I'll let you, I'll be posting it on social media as soon as I hear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I play, I play one of the leads in that. It's a faith-based film. And it's about um, a group of like desperados who meet up with like a lay preacher and they decide to go avenge the death of his friend and the lead gang member's brother in Tombstone, Arizona. Oh, okay. Very and cool. The desperados 
in process all give their lives to God and they end up, end up becoming the righteous 12. The righteous 12. Oh, wow, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so what, what about, um, it looked like you were in something with Ted Danson at one point. The mayor, Mr. Yeah, mayor? That, um, Mr. Mayor on NBC, they only had two seasons. I was in the season finale with him and Holly Hunter. It was fabulous. Oh, that's cool. I love her. Yeah, she her was voice amazing. is so cool. She was the one from Incredibles, right? Yes, she was I the imagine, voice of Elastigirl. Yeah. I imagine that's what I sound like, but it's not anything close. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, she was wonderful to work with as well. So I was really so. Tell me, just out of curiosity. Well, first of all, the the actor who plays the father of Matthew, Alpheus, the the, the character, is Turhan Troy Kalak, and I went to high school with him. Oh, how cool is that? It's nuts. I've been talking to him. I'm trying to get him to come back home, like come back out and hang out with us here. And um, and I knew that you and I had spoken. I, I didn't know. I know that the way they film, you you most likely have not met each other because it was totally different, you know, sets. But very, very cool. So how did you find out about The Chosen? How did you audition? How, how did this happen? And you do understand, and I know you know this, what an amazing impact you're making on the globe with the show, right? It's yeah, phenomenal. I, I'm thrilled and honored and blessed to be a part of this series. Mm-hmm. I watch very closely what it's doing, and it I couldn't be happier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in movie theaters. That's all. I mean, I know, what, the what first, TV show has done that? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, can't think of. I mean, Power I can't Rangers. think of one. Power Rangers. Okay. <laughs> the Chosen is breaking all sorts of molds in a fabulous way. It's just thrilling to to watch it happen and to be a small part of it. It's I cool. watched on that season eight uh, or season uh, three, eight, episode eight finale uh, afterwards, the CEO of Angel Studios, when he was talking after it, he was crying. Like he was mm. sincerely crying and talking about what it meant to him. And I was like, man, what is this? This is the most amazing <laughs> business model that I've seen in a right? very long time. Yeah, I remember cool. when they were crowdsourcing for it. Yeah, they still are. Way back, like They're when it first it started. Yeah. I, I remember. I think can't remember. Was it was it Dallas? That was he was on Glenn Beck. He was on Dallas several. Yeah. yeah, he was on several different things. Crowdsourcing. I was like, who is this guy and what is he doing? But this sounds awesome. And then fast forward, I've only seen you know part of the first season, but. I mean, I know how the story ends, right? But, you know, um, it's it's a, it's magnificent. Like, I want to crawl in there and meet Jesus. Yeah, I want to crawl yeah. in the screen and meet Jesus, that Jesus. I know yeah. he's so cool, yeah. Jonathan Rumi. He's really something. So, yeah. what, let's talk about you. How did you find out about the Chosen, and uh, what led you to audition? Well, I knew about the Chosen before the Chosen was the Chosen. Okay. <laughs> Dallas Jenkins and I were Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. And so when his um, Christmas short went viral. That was the shepherd, I mean, right? I was there. I, I, I watched that. I, sh- I showed it at the, my church. Wow. It was called The Shepherd. It ended up becoming the pilot episode of the series. And I just decided from that and also from his film, The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Yes, especially from that film, that this director is fabulous. This is the kind of Christian media I want to be involved in. High quality, high caliber, excellence. And I'm going to follow this man and I'm going to work with him someday. Sure. And so we, we developed, a, like I said, some sort of friendship on Facebook. And um, 
when The Chosen became a thing, I was like, dude, you know I have to get an audition for this, right? Yes. <laughs> of course you get an audition for this. So I started actually learning a Hebrew, not a Hebrew, a Middle Eastern dialect. Yes. In preparation for my audition, probably a year ahead of time or something crazy like that. Wow. And then when the auditions opened up, he graciously gave me an audition and I booked the role of Rabbi Joseph, uh, Rabbi uh, Josiah. At the time, it was just a generic rabbi, but since then, you know, the character has been developed and given a name. Yeah, Rabbi Josiah. That's very cool. And so you were in uh, season one and season three, correct? Correct. In season one, I'm in episodes four and eight. Mm-hmm. In episode four, having the conversation about John the Baptist in the synagogue with the other rabbis. And in episode eight, uh, me and one other rabbi crash Matthew's dinner party with all the disciples there and have a little discussion slash argument with Jesus. Yes, that's right. I remember that scene. And then in season three, as you pointed out earlier, I opened the rabbi reading the very thrilling passage from Leviticus on purity. Yes. Purification. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's awesome. And since since doing this and, and becoming a part of this, have how has it affected your life? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not the most introspective person on the planet. I can tell you that being part of the chosen and watching the chosen, even though I'm in it, I'm also a fan of the series. Yes. And just like the episodes touch people's hearts and lives, it touches my heart too. Mm -hmm. I fall more deeply in love with Jesus as I watch him interacting with the children and seeing him in difficult situations, showing his love and grace and wisdom. I love it. And that makes me want to be a better follower of his. Yes, absolutely. That's that's one of the things that I hear. I like to watch those videos that people send in, you know, when you're watching on the app and they have people just talking and some people, there was a guy the other night that I was on a bit of suicide. It was about to happen. And I saw the, the, the this ad for it come across my phone and I clicked it and I watched it and I'm here today. And I'm like, what? Really? It was that close? Like what? Like the, It's been affecting a lot of people in a very, very big These way. These guys talk about this show a lot. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, just because they want to. So A lot of times, especially when me and Rick get together, because we're fully caught up. And so you never know. Like we did today, we did an episode on I am uh, the I am statements. And we talked about I am the bread of life and, you know, the, the ways that Jesus would speak. And we just watched, you know, episode eight where he feeds the 5,000 and, and everything that's happening. And it's like, God, that you get the imagery and it helps. It's it's really cool to remember that. And just to see, I think my favorite moment is because it's my wife's favorite moment is in the very first episode of season one is when he comes to Mary and he says, Mary of Magdala, you know, and then he says, you are mine. My wife cries even now. If we watch it over and over, she cries. She just knows. He puts his hands on her face. I get goosebumps. I know. It's just. He puts his hands on her like. He puts his hands on, and I just, oh. Yeah. So, Rabbi Josiah, you've got some stuff coming in the future, huh? I will be, by God's grace, in season four. Season four. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. As long as the scheduling works out. I mean, I'm waiting to hear any day now what the schedule is. They asked me, I think, two days ago what my availability is through the next filming season. I gave them my dates, so we'll see. I expect it to work out, though. Yeah, awesome. awesome. 
And uh, so, and the Righteous 12 will be coming out here pretty soon. We need to, you guys, let's look for that. And to my audience, if you will, uh, go look up Steve Shermet and um, look at his IMDb, see the work that he's done in the past, and also uh, watch him on The Chosen in season one, uh, episode four and eight. That's right. And season three, episode four. Correct? Correct. Yeah, that's incredible. There's a fabulous film that just came out a few months ago called Pursuit of Freedom. I would highly recommend everybody see. Okay. Are you in that? Yeah, I'm in it. I have a small pivotal role in that. It's just a fabulous film based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Very moving and well done. Pursuit of Freedom, various platforms. I think Amazon has it. Okay. Um, Steve, are are you familiar with the Cristiano Brothers? I am, yeah. Have you ever met Dave or Rich before? I don't think I've ever met either of them in person, though I might have corresponded with one of them, you know, eons ago. I would love to introduce you to Dave. I, I think it would be great. He's he's getting ready to make another film. Uh, he's, he has one coming out. Uh, I actually played an extra in that, which is totally hilarious. And um, then, but I, I did it because I bugged him about being on the show. And he was like, I don't, he doesn't give interviews. He hadn't in 20 years. And I was like, please come be on the show. And he's like, no. And then he agreed. I was like, do you remember those days when you could talk about Jesus? And he was like, fine, I'll come and talk about Jesus. So then he comes and, uh, but before he does, he lets me know that I need to be in Nashville uh, to play an extra for him. So then, you know, he got that out of me. It was really fun though. We had a good time. Well, hey, when we're done here, I can either send you what's called my package or a link to my acting reel and you could pass it along. I will. do Great service. I'd appreciate that. Absolutely. I'll pass it on to Dave and Rich and uh, incredible guys always share the gospel in their films. They no compromise on their end for for them. They have a specific Yeah, they, they were vision. at the beginning of the whole Christian film movement. They really were. Yeah, yeah, they really were in the late 70s, and early 80s. And, work with yeah, absolutely. So I will do that, Steve. So send thank that to you. me. But uh, thank you so much for being on our show. It means a lot that you were willing to be on. And even though you're out in New Mexico, you know, and... Uh, I wish I could have you in the studio. Maybe in the future we can do that again, you know? That'd be great. Where, where are you located? Western North Carolina, near Asheville. Okay. I've got a son who lives in Chattanooga area. Yeah, that's not too far. What is it, about four, three and a, four three or five half, hours? Three and a half, four hours from here. You can't get there from her. You can. <laughs> it just takes a while. It takes a while to get there yep. from her. But anyway, yeah. But thanks so much for being on the show. Steve. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's nice meeting all of y'all. Oh. It's nice y'all. to meet you. All y'all. Hey, you're down Thank home. You. Yeah, uh, very good. And we can't wait to see more of you in The Chosen. Yeah, absolutely. Despite the fact you. you're on the bad side, actually. <laughs> oh, that? He said that he, he wants to uh, see you on The Chosen, except you're one of the bad guys. That has not yet been determined. See, you can Ooh. start off as a bad guy rabbi, but then suddenly you can be a believer. Ask Nicodemus. Be, ask Nicodemus. Yes. That's right. And Josephus. I love not it. Josephus, no, but Joseph of Arimathea. Arimathea. <laughs> Sorry, not the writer of. Not the, the historical writer. Not the historical writer. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks a lot, Steve. We will. Uh, I really appreciate it. Send me your package, and I'll forward that on to Dave. Sounds good, my friend. Thank you very much. It was an honor, sir. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. God God bless you. Yeah, God God bless bless you. you. We'll see you. Okay, bye-bye. So, can you guys give me the, like, the elevator pitch on his character and his character's role? Well, hold on. Let's do a close. 
You're going to stay on, Steve, if that's okay. Will you stay on for a minute? I want to do a closeout of the show. Is that what you're asking? Oh, I just wanted to know about his character, but we can, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. um, Yeah, that was really cool of Steve to to do that for us, wasn't it? I meant to ask him if he could invite me over to Dallas Jenkins' house. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I know, I forgot to ask him. Tour bus. Yeah, you got to play it cool with these these big name actors now. You You asked the second time. You can't just show up at their house and be like, hey... Anyway, yeah. Um, well, Rick, Andy, Sarita, thanks for being on here. You yes. know it. That was lots of we fun. We'll reach out to Turhan, try to get him on too. I'm holding down the lady fort today. Yeah. You so. are the only lady in the room. You're a lone soldier. That's right. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys again next time on the Burrows of Berea. Peace out. Bye, y'all. Later. Hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea, you'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. No, that'd be great. I got a new new show in development right now, so the more people we can get over there, the better. Oh man, we should have talked about that. I know. Well, let's so do it. Go are ahead. we recording the post? Okay, we're gonna let's go ahead and talk about it, and we'll put it in post. What we do is a lot of times we have conversations that are happening after the show, and we'll actually mm-hmm. play them. So tell us about what you're working on. Uh, it's a pilot pitch for a new series called David: A King's Calling. Okay. So it's it's about the life of King David. I just saw and, that um, on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm helping to produce it, and I'm playing the role of Samuel the prophet. Oh, oh what wow. a great role. You get yeah. to hack up king, the king uh, to death, right? Yeah. And he gets yeah, to, I just he gets to give David a good scene, one. Right. King Ahag, <laughs> yeah, hack him to pieces. Huh? You get to also do- Is that his name? What David, you yeah. get to give a David Ahag. a good what for? Yep. That's exactly right. Samuel gives David a good what for, right? A good what for. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel is a very important, pivotal role. So that's awesome. He's got two books. And this is going to be like a series. Role. Are you trying to pitch it to Angel Studios or anyone? Um, we're going to pitch it to anybody and everybody. Yeah. But sure, certainly Angel Studios will be one of them. Yeah. Um, and the series, we're hoping to film the pilot this summer, but it's going to be crowdfunded too. Oh, okay. So we need, you know, as many hearts and pocketbooks as people are willing to open to help us to make the series. The gentlemen who are behind it, the Cook brothers, uh, produced their first short film, which was an award-winning film called The Tenth, Okay. which is on Redeem TV. It's fabulous. Oh, I, I have Redeem TV, The Tenth. Okay. The Tenth, yeah. And you can see the type of caliber they're heading for. That was done on like a shoestring budget. This will be done on a, a better budget. And um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I have, I have no doubt. That's exciting. Yeah, very good. Well, let's keep up with them and let's see how it goes. So yep. whenever you you have a hit show and you're the you're Samuel and all that, you don't forget about us, right? And so we reach out and say, hey, will you be on our show too? Is that cool? I hope so. Don't forget about us. All right? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Stay in touch. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, we'll see you. Okay, cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, this is Andy. Uh, Just letting you know that a lot of this conversation was 
captured before the guest arrived with people in the room, but people not on mic. So the sound's not very good, but I thought it was interesting enough to keep. Uh, I hope you like it. That's my jacket basically could be seen from the city that it was almost in the shape of a sword, that they refer to it as the shape of a sword. Josephus also writes about that even in the temple, that it could be heard that in the holiest of holies, a voice saying, let us go forth, as though it was the, the spirits coming out of the holiest of holies, and that the temple gates were so big and so heavy, it would take 12 men alone to move one gate to close it. And they would always close the gate. They'd wake up the next morning, the gates would be open on their own. And Josephus says that it's almost as if God himself has abandoned the temple for itself, that it would never stay closed, that the gates would never stay closed. And the biggest thing is that I, like, none of that actually helped me. When I read that history, I used it in the in the Olivet Discourse, but that's not what caused me to convert. What caused me to convert was my desperate cry to God because I was so oh, there's just I was so burdened with it. So when does the judgment happen? What do you mean? Does this world ever stop? No. It goes on forever and ever. Yes. Revelation 22 says it. This is as good as it gets. Ecclesi- no. What do you mean? This is the new heaven and the new earth? Yes. Well, that is a misconception because the new heaven and earth was not the actual physical planet in the heaven. It The new heaven, the heavens and earth was a relationship with God. There was I actually a, went into that. Do you remember that? The new heaven and new earth is it was the new relationship with God. This I was so overwhelmed with what you were talking about. Yes. I might need to go back and read it's it, not listen the, to it's it again. Not the, well, and that's why we stopped. Yes. Because it got to be too much for everybody. They just couldn't handle it. So I just stopped. Yeah. And so when that's we get to when we get to episode eight, because I was going to twelve, but so how Ralph just couldn't take it. So I know that you really like Gary Demar. He's very, very smart. Um, and I liked him too. I thought he was a very nice person. You talking about Gary or Mike Sullivan? Gary, Gary Demar. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, very the guy that runs. Yeah, American the one Vision. that you called yeah, yeah. out called him a preterist. I didn't mean to. You called him a full preterist. Yeah, you did. I asked and him. A qu- never, I asked him. A I did. He didn't answer. It, yeah, he did because he didn't answer it. Because he didn't answer. He didn't yes. actually respond. So, um, so he's he did. Very- did. No, what I'm saying is that he didn't look at her and say, oh, I'm not a full preterist, yes. I'm a partial. That's how he answers on Facebook, but yes. he didn't answer on this. No. Yeah, and I guess I either slipped by him <laughs> you or— sucker punched him right in the mouth. <laughs> sucker punched him right in the gut. Um, you cut him. But, so he's very smart, very intelligent. Like Just everything like him that and- he says, I've read it, like his history. Oh, I meant to bring that to you. Dang it. The Christian history book. So, so smart. So well, so well done. I give you that. That's yours. I know, but you wanted to borrow it and read it. Oh, I can, I'll buy it. I was going to say, you could just, I used to like, but so he's very smart, you know, but then I look at someone like Ken Gentry, who I also think is very smart. And how can they be so different? It's very simple. Oh, it's easy. It's Somebody's really wrong. Answer. You want my answer? <laughs> because it's a war of words. It's right now they're having the war of the words mellow between the two of them. They're about going back be. and forth, about to be, fixing to be. Imminently, yes. Immediately, yes. are you listening? Versus, are you listening to Kim Burgess and Gary Demar? No, no. This is I'm just reading their Facebook. Oh my page. gosh, you should. She, you should share. 
should share that with her. Yeah, covenant hermeneutics. Just it. Oh, I mean, I've seen the podcast advertising. I follow. I follow them, but I, I'm just the back and forth between. Them. I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to watch these two mind giants yeah. go at it, like their interpretation of it. It's it's fascinating to me. No matter, I, I think before I think that you're. I think that you're wrong. You think that I'm wrong. We are. You think that I'm misguided? What I'm about maybe to say misguided. is going to sound very condescending. Please don't take it that way. I don't think that you're wrong. I don't. I just don't think that you've gotten to that place yet that I had to go through. That but I had there to are millions of people who have never done that. That's exactly Does that right. make their faith any less? No, it does not. No. But according to some full preterists, that's it their does. problem. That's not mine. It makes. My I'm not faith every full less. preterist. Hmm? I'm not every full preterist. I know, but what I'm saying is it, it kind of – I just hate that we're – we have to uh, – I don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. I really don't. I've, I've gotten past that place. Do you I, believe that the rapture is – do you believe that the tribulation is future? Yes. What was the purpose of tribulation? What's the purpose of the tribulation? The purpose of any tribulation is to test the church. It's not even about the church. No. Nope. The Bible doesn't even talk about the tribulation of the church. No. Nope. Don't. They escape. Yep. They do. The Bible says it. Jesus actually says it in Matthew 24. He tells them, when you see this, flee to the mountains of Judea. And you believe that physically happened? Absolutely. They oh, went yeah. to Pella. It's historical. Yes. They actually went to Pella. Yeah. Josephus Rison said that no Christian ever died in that war. They got out. They got out because the the... The uh, general and he backs he, up. He explains it really well. It's really crazy. Like even Josephus is like, we have no idea why <laughs> he backed up and left. Yeah, because some of the people got out, and it was the Christians that did. Yes, but is this the best that it gets? You asked me that question earlier. Hmm. Is this the best that it gets? Mm-hmm. Well, it all depends. Do you have an abundant life? I asked the question. Do you live? Do hold you on. live better than your grandparents? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get that question answered. Do you have an abundant life? Do I personally? Yes. Yes. Why? Because of my faith. Because of whom? Because of Jesus and my faith. Okay, so you have an abundant life. Yes. Do you have eternal life now? Of course. You do. If you believe in dispensationalism, you don't have eternal life now. You're going into the ground and you're going to wait until you're raptured out or busted out of the ground. Yes. You don't go to him to have sins with the body's presence of the Lord. I know. We can get into that. We'll get into all of that. That's not about present like standing there. It's present to God because he's talking to the Christians that were alive in the time in the Bible. Okay? I have an abundant life, and I have a king at the right hand of the Father, and I am a co-heir of Christ right this second. And there will never be the sacrificial lambs. They'll never be the burnt offerings, the wave offerings. God will never accept them. He's not bringing the Jews back. There's no longer Jew nor Greek. Those days are over. We're only in Christ. That's it. So, and do you believe in, well, I guess what, and we're getting close. Yeah, I got to hit start. We'll pick it back up. Well, that's what I thought. If you want to wait and do a study, we can wait. um, I'm doing some research. Let's just put it that way. And what please don't take that as condescending. Look at no. my face. Please don't take that as condescending. Oh. I have been, I fought this tooth and nail. Oh, wow. I was so pissed. Yes. I was like, oh, this is, this I is a new heaven and earth? I stood around the house and What a like, bum are gig. You, are you kidding me? Uh, I should this join my computer audio, I assume. Yeah. 
What happened to my ear? It's upside down. Did I'm you break my it? Chosen shirt. No, she didn't. It's just those things are it's like that. Hold on. What did I there do? you go. You got it. You got it. There you go. Ta da. Okay. Awesome. It was weird. It Can wouldn't do right. Hold on. Awesome. Hey. Steve, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can hey. you hear me? Hey, got it right. Hey. Yes, I can. I'm going to let these people come around and say hello. Uh, come in here. Come in here. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm Sarita. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. My dad's name is Steve. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah, Steve's a good name. This is Rick Carter. I'm Rick number two. Three. Hello, Rick. Nice Hello, to Rick. meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, and this is Andy Bishop right here. Hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> you got a whole team working with you there. That's great. We do. We actually have a lot more. They're just, they have COVID. And so they couldn't be here. Ooh, I know. Bummer. It was a bummer. Yeah. You and I have talked a lot um, just through Facebook in the past, you know, about movies because I was Tacky Tie Films and I always wanted to use you, but I'm not a SAG director, which stinks because then we could work together. Right. But I'm not, I'm not. Uh, a that, that's easy to fix. They make it so easy nowadays. Do they? Yeah, they have ultra low budget contracts and they got low budget contracts and they got one page contracts. You can make it happen. I saw the ultra low budget of three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand dollars and I about swallowed my tongue. I was like, Yeah, uh, they got lower they got lower than that. They got lower than that, do they? Yeah. And check out their new media contract as well. Okay, I will. I'll check that out. Hey Andy, are we rolling? We yes, sir, we are. All right, so I'll give you a little have you listened to any uh, of the Burrows of Bria yet, Steve, at all? I don't think so. Okay. Well, let me give you a little bit of background about who we are. And that way you kind of understand what's going on. Cause I'm going to ask for your personal testimony. Cause I know you're a believer. And I also know um, that you're on the chosen. I did want to talk to you about that as well. I wore my shirt yeah, so today. You got your, used to different. <laughs> I brought, I brought my awesome. gear for the day. Yeah. Um, so we are comprised of people of differing beliefs that we have. Um, all Christians, except for one, is an atheist. Andy is our uh, sound engineer. He's an atheist. He's a part of the group. He does um, read along with us and talk and interject. We have some that are that are full preterists, partial preterists. We have dispensationalists. You know, like so, we're all over the map. Well, when hey, it, brother, everybody's got the right to be wrong. Yes, that's everybody's right. got the right to be wrong. Yeah, oh. I think that's good. Sorry. Maybe we should get a shirt that says, get used to being wrong. That's, that that's would be ours, right? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do our standard intro, and then I'm going to introduce you. Are, are you comfortable sharing your personal testimony? I guess, you know, always give honor to the Lord. Um, you don't have to if you don't want. We can talk about the chosen. We can talk about your what you're doing. That's good. By the I, way, I, I do have to say that I have only seen three episodes of the chosen. I love it. I just have four kids, so. <laughs> How old are your kids? Because a lot of kids love it too. Well, that's yes, they would, I and mean, they I'm, they normally do. But they all play sports, and they're teenagers, and one's married, and so it's just been a crazy time. So I have no, not my kid. My kids don't watch it, so I hear you. <laughs> well, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my kid never likes anything I like. <laughs> That'll change. Now, they watched the they first will. three with me, and they liked it, but then we haven't had time. They can't, you can't go on without us, Mama. Like, well, would you all sit down in the same room at the same time? That'd be nice, but they won't do that. So. And my first appearance is in number four, too. Dang it. Yep. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go go ahead and get this started, and then we'll just talk. I'll ask you a couple of questions, and just feel free to answer as honestly as you'd like, and then uh, then we'll just go from there, okay? Sounds good. 
I think my first musical was No No Nanette. And I actually learned to tap dance. I was understudy for the lead role. The guy who uh, was the lead in that musical went off to become a professional ballet dancer.